What is the relevance of knowing absorption from varied routes of drug administration like via the mouth, via intestine, parenteral routes, topical routes, etc. What essence lies in knowing the advantages and disadvantages of absorption via different routes? All this information gift voucher along with a whole lot of incentives totally on sale today. A freebie coming up. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Passive diffusion forms the basis of absorption via the gastrointestinal tract. Lipid solubility plays a key role here. Permeability of lipid sheath of gut is definitely more for non-ionized than the ionized drugs. The drug loss does occur. And how does it occur? Due to metabolism, 1. Efflux by the P-glycoprotein, that's the second type, and vomiting, etc. Third point. Now the first point in discussion menu is the drug entry orally, that is via the mouth. Just understand the pH of saliva is acidic, but the pH of the stimulated saliva is alkaline. Now that is a favorable condition for the absorption of basic and neutral drugs. The sublingual administration completely bypasses the first pass metabolism. And examples we have in this concern, they are isosorbide dinitrate is having a good absorption and bioavailability via this way. The stomach pH is acidic. We all know that it favors the absorption of acidic drugs. And yes, First pass metabolism is too gone through. There is no escape here. Got it? Intestinal pH is alkaline. We all know that. Morphine and basic drugs, they are easily absorbed here. And again, no escape from the first pass metabolism. Drugs have to go through it. And one more process to deserve a quick mention here is the drug from the liver it may be secreted into the intestine through the bile and then back absorption occurs the well-known term for all of this process is the enterohepatic circulation in large intestine pH is alkaline and from the external hemorrhoidal veins a great amount of drug reaches the systemic circulation so first pass metabolism is escaped maximally Okay, that's a sort of exception as far as we have discussed the other routes till now. Now I'm going to tell you some general considerable points and some things that you should actually understand. Small intestine is the principal site of drug absorption. It is covered with enormous villi that increases the surface area of absorption. 
So what happens is that fluid, it easily passes through its epithelium. The responses may vary as per the osmotic differences, as per the presence or the absence of the food. If the motility of intestine is altered, then the drug absorption can be reduced. Say some considerable conditions, situations to consider here are first, the food slows down the gastric emptying while the gut infection hastens the intestinal transit. Okay, so just remember that. What is the effect of food? What is the effect of gut infection? These are two important points to note here. Now then, important role is played by the uptake and the efflux transporters as I already told you about the P-glycoprotein and all this guides the absorption of drugs like digoxin, cyclosporin, etc. Now one good fact to know here is that sustained release formulations, they depend on their absorption from the colon, okay? Did you know that? I'm sure that's something new to know here. Now the pH role, I already conveyed and explained it. So blood flow in the oral mucosa is abundant. It is great for lipid soluble drugs as they find a good opportunity to show a thumbs down to the first pass effect. You understand this? Thumbs down means they are not going through the first pass effect. Stomach comparatively is not as significant as far as the drug absorption is concerned. The two main reasons, please note down why stomach is not a significant organ for the absorption. First, the stomach has a very small surface area. Second, there's a speedy gastric emptying going on in the stomach. Now, before I discuss the pros and cons of various routes and regarding the absorption of the different drugs, a little word about the enterohepatic circulation as I just mentioned it, so it deserves an explanation, okay? Now, bile salts, they are liver made. They are circulated around the liver, gut, portal blood, almost around eight times daily yes and that is how they are conserved glucronide conjugation is a very common feature of several drugs how they enter the bile then highly ionized glucronides they stay long in the blood they are hydrolyzed by the gut flora and the enzymes now the parent drug it is released it is reabsorbed it is reconjugated in the liver now that's the whole pictorial frame the basic presentation and the outline of the enterohepatic circulation now why do we need to know all this why am i telling you all this to sustain the plasma concentration and the effect of drugs like ethanol estradiol that is a content of oral contraceptive pills then to understand the whole sustenance of the drugs like suline dac pentraerythritol tetranitrate etc etc kel ar what's the time well now's the right time to chat about the good and bad aspects of the enteral administration first when the drug is taken by swallowing that is by the oral route by the mouth the best and the most important point is that it's a very convenient it's a very acceptable route but limitations are always there they are delay decreased or enhanced absorption especially i'm talking in conditions of the food intake 
then absorption it may be slow it may be erratic it may be irregular after the medicines that all affects the gut motility and what medicines affect the gut motility medicines and drugs like opioids anti-muscarinic drugs etc then the drug effect variations they are seen as a consequence of the difference in the pre-systemic elimination in the gut the drugs are not absorbed i'm talking about drugs like chenomycin they may be degraded they may be destroyed what drugs are destroyed drugs like insulin few of the penicillins oxytocin etc then if your tablet has little liquid content and if you gulp it in the supine posture well it may be lodged in the esophagus its absorption can be delayed i'm talking about tablets like doxycycline like sustained release potassium chloride tabs and such a situation is commonly seen in the elderly people or when the left atrium it impinges upon the esophagus then such horrified situations may occur now in the gut if we ponder over some good points to know are the drug is present at the site of the action especially drugs like antihelminthics neomycin etc now if the drugs are not absorbed even high local concentrations attained they are safe in blood so no worries about it that's the good point of the gut administration of drug but again there's a dark side and that is very prominent as uneven drug distribution then affection of the thickness of gut wall in diseases like typhoid bacillary dysentery and then in such a situation there may be a need of effective blood as well as luminal concentration of the drug so everything has the two sides of the coins now let's talk about the sublingual part sublingually the advantages of drug administration and what are the advantages regarding absorption they are quick effect and action of the drug especially when i'm talking about the aerosol spray of the glycerol trinitrate that's one aspect then chewing of the tablets it gives a good effect and whenever you want to end the effect you can just spit them out then there are limitations they are inconvenience if such a route is regular in demand then the mucous membrane of the mouth sublingual mucosa it can be irritated if there is excess of saliva then instead of keeping the tablet in the mouth you can actually gulp it it fosters swallowing and then it will not bypass the first pass effect it will go through the first pass effect there is no advantage of the sublingual route of drug administration so always be cautious and alert while you are taking drugs and tablets via the sublingual route now comes my footnotes about the rectal administration the drugs are in the forms of suppositories and solutions and especially first of all i'm talking when they have to show a systemic effect now we all know that rectal mucosa is very rich in blood and lymph circulatory supply the doses needed they are almost equal or rather some little more than the oral doses the portal system is reached if the drug is absorbed from the lower rectum 
And then, in such a situation, the first pass effect is abandoned. Yes, there is an escape. Now, the distribution within the rectum somewhere defines the extent of the pre-systemic elimination. But you know what? Now, this whole distribution within the rectum is not very predictable. So, always be cautious and alert. Let's talk about the good points. You can replace an irritating stomach drug with the suppository. Well, I'm talking about the endomethacine, aminophylline, etc. Second important point. It's a good route for vomiting, migraine, dizzy patients, patients who are non-cooperative, patients having a difficulty in swallowing, all can opt for this route. But again and again, I'm highlighting the limitations. They are in this particular route, you can have a psychic attitude. There can be a lot of embarrassment. And if this route is used repeatedly, it leads to the rectal mucosal irritation, inflammation, and then I told you before also, this is not a very predictable route as far as the drug absorption and the administration is concerned. You can have good effects, you may not have them, okay? As far as local effect is desired from the rectal route, then in conditions of uh, colitis, proctitis, etc., definitely go It's for this route, it's a good route, okay? I bet I haven't yet tornadified your terrific Tuesday. So let's vow together that we will end it up by munching tangy tacos. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is Pharmacology Difficult? If you were listening for the first time, do follow me here. Whatever platform you are consuming this episode, stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.